Yes, now we are back in the comic book store here on Comic Strip, the podcast where we compare direct adaptations, the graphic novels to the movies and TV shows. And I am joined by the fastest rising star in the history of the Rattledge and Broadcasting Network. Ladies and gentlemen, here is Jonas Rattledge. How do you do, sir? Thank you. <laughs> so, Jonas. Uh, I, your father, the mandated reporter, and frankly, I'm mortified, yes. Mr. Mark Radledge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I had to get through my own intro. Why are you rushing me? I don't know. So I got you for Christmas, Monster on a Hill, um, because I thought it would be fun, uh, since I knew that the animated movie Rumble was based on the graphic novel Monster on a Hill. I thought it would be fun to get you the book for Christmas. We could both read it and then compare it to the movie. I I think the movie is a sequel to Monster on the Hill. Why do you think in your own crazy headcanon, after I've told you at least a dozen times, that the movie is an adaptation of the graphic novel, but you seem to think that it's like a sequel to the book. Why do you think it's a sequel to the well, book? Well, one, at the end, a monster on the hill, mm -hmm. Tentacola, I think that's Tentacular. What... Yeah, okay. <laughs> T yeah, Tentacular is, tells a Mwayborn that his, that his, um, in... Apprentice? Yeah, Apprentice, intern. I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure it was an intern. Okay. I have a business idea, like a wrestling business idea. Mm -hmm. So, so that's why I feel like there's a sequel to that. That's what this is what happened after that intern made made the wrestling company. Mm -hmm. Um, and so Rumble is what happens well after Monster on a Hill, after Rayburn comes back to save his his village. Mm -hmm from gore or gorn or <clears throat> godhead or whatever the villain's it, name is it was called well it was called a merc okay the merc that's yeah, right merc. so when he comes to save the town from the merc that after that uh they you know instead of letting the the monsters just like trash the cities for fun and profit they they formed a wrestling league and this is well into the future of, of that is that what yeah. you're saying yeah okay well, let's talk about what these things are. We're going to talk about the book first. Um, so, as I said, Rumble is an adaptation of Monster on a Hill. Monster on a Hill was written by Rob Harrell. And I actually have the book here up on Comixology. We're going to put that up on the screen here so we can kind of go along and uh, show people what the book is all about. All right. So let's go ahead and move forward here. Oh, no, I want to go back to this. <laughs> Whoops, I'm on the wrong page. <laughs> uh, page one, there we go. Okay, so that tells you a little bit about Rob Harrell there. Uh, why does that keep happening? 
Hey, live, everybody. There we go. All the way back. Oh, how far back, Jonas? Way, way back. Well, while we're going, we don't need loads. That's back to the future. Yes, I know. But we're going way, way back, so it's back to the future. Oh, okay. Uh, stupid thing. Anyway, um, why is this not letting me do this? Uh, so, let me ask you a question. Did you like the book when you read it? Um, yes. Okay, tell me about it. So while we're while I'm trying to figure out this technical difficulty that I'm having, talk about the book. What happens in the book? So basically, the book is about so basically Doctor Lickley. Okay, here we go. Finally, Doctor Likely. Likely, mm -hmm. I don't know how to say his name. Um, basically, he has had a bunch of the um science stuff that kind of ended poorly. Like right. he taunts his. Like he turns his wife into a radish at some point. <laughs> yes. All right. So let's go. Let's start at the beginning here. So we we open upon a uh, a nice little town. There's a mom shopping with her son, and uh oh, here comes the monster. Ten tentacular. <laughs> it's it's a monster. Ah! <laughs> ah! <laughs> and smash! Oh, there he is, tentacular. And everyone says, run, run. And so the first thing I noticed about this part that I thought was really funny uh -huh. was uh, the guy over here says, bloody hell, run, run. So we're all British in this book, see? I, I went to my, I went to mom. Like, mm -hmm. when, when I was reading the book, I was like, I guess this book is entirely for kids. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is for kids, but yeah, you've heard worse. Yeah. Anyway, so we have Tentacular here who is menacing the town. Everyone's running, running, running. Um, they say, oh, get in the cellar. We have to hide from the monster. Even though, like, I'm pretty sure the whole entire point the monster being there was just one, just be like, whoa, I'm scary, mm -hmm. and to defeat the mocks. Sure. Well, that's what that's what we find out. But right now, we're still introducing the thing. Mm -hmm. So you think that you think that the plot of this thing is that these townspeople are overrun with monsters, and that's the issue. But as we're about to find out, she says, that's the most frightened I've ever been, ever. And so, yes, he's really something, isn't he? Something. He's brilliant. Oh, and they are just—they just—they just think the monster is wonderful. Yeah. They love being scared. And the child says, "I believe I wet my trousers a bit." <laughs> and he couldn't be happier about it because really, who doesn't love being your pants? Yeah. <laughs> um. So anyway, we have this conversation here. It says you're so you're not from Billingwood. Well, I'm sure your monster on a hill is just as scary. Well, not exactly. We've come from Stoker on a Vaughn, and this is where they talk about how their monster got up and just left. They, you know, it's left no, the he town. didn't. No, he didn't leave. He just never comes out of his cave. Yeah, he never. He never comes to menace the town. Yeah. Um. Which I believe leads us to the next plot point here. Mm -hmm. So now, you know, it's the wake of the monster wreckage here and there, you know, and what you find out is that this is what the town likes. They like to have the monster around to do a little bit of wreckage here, a little bit of wreckage there. It says, oh, look at all the damage. It's so impressive. And then, of course, because this is a modern book, get your tectacular posters here, right over here. See, they're selling merch. Yeah. And they have this woman yelling, encore. What does encore mean? It means do it again. Play it again, Sam. Who's Sam? I thought his name was Tentacular. <laughs> Sam's in Casablanca. What's Casablanca? A, a classic movie that's actually getting a Fathom event very soon. What's a, what's a classic movie? Let's move on. All right. So, <laughs> uh, so on the way home, you know, they're talking about, hey, how that was great, and we, they, they had a good scare. 
and then they start talking about uh, Rayburn, right? Now, this is my favorite character of this entire book right now. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I really like that one. The extra, extra circle on Avon Monster. Stella, <laughs> no show town at wit's end. Yes, we have the child here who is a town crier, and, and this is where the plot thickens. He says, we have day 536 without a monster attack, disappointment palpable in the streets. These newspaper, newspaper headlines in this story is, are really funny. Yeah. All right. So we meet our two main characters here. We have our town crier boy, and then we have the, we have the uh, shamed scientist. Well, well, we haven't met all the main characters yeah. yet. We will meet all the main characters one day after we go into Wayborn's cave. So... Um, this is where they're going to tell this shame scientist, the scientist who's been run out of town on a rail, mm -hmm. that they need him to go figure out what's wrong with Rayburn so Rayburn will come back. Mm -hmm. Right? So that's what's going on here. We get to, you know, we get to find out why he was run out on a rail. You know, he did some experiments that didn't work particularly well. Um, you know, and here, here's where they explain why they need the monster. So here's our thinking. Fix the monster, fix the town's sagging morale. And bring back the droopy tourism dollar as well. See, they think that if they bring back their monster, people will start coming to the town and spend money and everyone will uh, will be happy. So that's the assignment. Okay? Um, and that they do that, then they'll reinstate his license as a doctor and he can redo, resume doing what he was doing before. And then we have our back to our town crier here. Extra, extra, disgraced doctor fixed town monster. Will he be eaten or worse? This is fantastic. <laughs> Wait, what could be worse than being eaten? Uh, chewed up and eaten? Like, or maybe, like... Maybe chewed up, eaten, then vomited back out again? I don't know, maybe, I don't know, maybe like torturing him? Maybe. Then eating him? Tenderizing him before he gets eaten, possibly. <laughs> yeah. Unless, you, ever, you ever been tenderized, Jonas? A little, a little tenderization, huh? A little, a little pop, 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 pop. <laughs> Stay in the frame. Um, come towards me a little bit. There you go. Um, snuggle in there, buddy. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, our friend Jason here watching on Twitch says, Monster Wrestling League, I'm in. Hell yeah, buddy. All right, so um, so now the, the, the town crier is like, hey, I want to see the monster. I want to come with you. And the doctor's like, yeah, that's not going to happen. And so the child says, extra, extra, doctor rejects poor urchin child. Eh. Hey, he's the best character in the book. Yep. <laughs> yep, he's one of my favorite characters now. All right, so... Um, the doctor is traveling, traveling, traveling. Now we're now we're a road story, and he finally gets to the cave, and he gets to you know this vicious, hulking monster beast, and the beast says, "I'm not home. Go go away. I'm sulking. There's nobody here but us mice. <laughs> <laughs> go away. I don't like you." <laughs> That's what Rayburn says. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the doctor is just sitting outside. He's like, well, I'll just sit out here and stare at your cave. <laughs> and so the real you know, the, the monster is not trucking with any of this, just says, ugh, fine. Uh, and he comes out, and there he is. And the first thing that we notice about Rayburn Jonas mm -hmm. is that obviously they used him as the beginning model for Rayburn Jr. in Rumble. Yeah. But what are the significant differences between this version of Rayburn and Rayburn in Rumble? Um, he has wings. Yep. I, I, and little... he's skinnier. Yeah, he's definitely skinnier. It looks, he looks kind of old, doesn't he? Yeah. Like, Rayburn in the movie is, is quite young. This one looks like he's he's had a few miles on him. Mm -hmm. He looks kind of like, like a cross between a dragon and a chicken. 
What do you think? <laughs> um, one of my friend named Winston made a joke. Yeah. Called like, why didn't the dragon cross the road? Why did the dragon cross the road? What? No, why didn't? Oh, I'm sorry. Start the joke again. Why didn't the dragon cross the road? I don't know, Jonas. Why didn't the dragon cross the road? Because he wanted. Well, what my friend would say is like super funnily. Oh my god! Just say the joke. Because there was too chicken to fly. <laughs> Do you want to explain the joke? No. Okay. No. Can we? Can I move on with the story? I didn't make that joke. I understand. <laughs> uh, what's one of your other jokes that you that you used to do? What's 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 one of the jokes that you used to tell all the time? Um, the cookie. Yeah, do the cookie joke. Well, I feel like everyone heard this, but okay, not on the podcast. Do the cookie joke. But why? Why did the cookie go to the doctor? I don't know, Jonas. Why did the cookie go to the jock? Uh, go to the doctor. The jocko? What's a doc? Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know, Jonas. Why did the cookie go to the doctor? Because because he was too crummy. Because he was crummy. <laughs> Moving on. Alrighty. So, the doctor has our dragon chicken monster character here, Rayburn. Wait, a Does dragon need... chicken with horns. A, gra a dragon. Well, I mean, a dragon has horns, doesn't it? No. Not necessarily. Yeah. All right. All right. So he says we have to talk, and the you know, the dra and Rayburn says, "Yeah, you've got two minutes. Go." And so he's explaining to him the, the importance of having a monster in town. Um, and so here's what the problem with Rayburn is. He says, uh, I'm dreadful. I Rayburn says, I'm a dreadful monster, right? Pathetic, really. That's what you've come to say, isn't it? Pathetic seems a bit harsh, but you do seem to get the gist. And he goes, oh, I'm so lame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Don't look at me. I'm a terrible monster, is what Rayburn says. <laughs> and but the doctor says, but I can fix you like a good woman. Um, he says, <laughs> Charles Wilkie, man of science, and he's here to help. Um, and then uh, Rayburn notices that his case is bumping and thumping, and oh, here he is, the best character in the book. Extra, extra, newsboy stows away in Doc's trunk. <laughs> well, if you take that out. Context, context. Yeah. Th this guy feels like he seems like a kidnapper. He threw a boy in trunk. <laughs> like why? Why are you trafficking children? <laughs> What's happening here? <laughs> uh, but no, he was a stowaway. Don't you understand? He says yeah. hello. He says hello. <laughs> Name's Timothy. Yeah. Town crier, street urchin. That's my Cockney accent. Do you like it, <laughs> Melissa? What do you think of my Cockney accent? I wasn't. He says, hello, name's Timothy, town crier, straight at you. Do I have a good Cockney accent? Sure. Thank you. Shut up. Um, <laughs> go, back, go back to your smutty books. This one's just a romantic comedy. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> Mommy reads smutty books. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So the kid has some insight into the monster's psyche. He says, I heard you conversating with your sawbones there. Sounds like you've got a bit of a confidence problem. How's that? Is that better? Yeah. Um, yeah. Sure. Thanks. I, actually, I don't know what, what the voice is supposed to sound like. <laughs> it's supposed to sound like poor British. Yeah, like like you know, like like an Oliver. Food. Can I have some more food? Glorious food. 
choice. Food, glorious food. Oh. <laughs> anyway, um, so they're still, so they're still dealing with this monster, trying to convince him that they can help him with his confidence issue. Um, and then they go through this series of tunnels, and we are, I believe, in Rayburn's home cave deal. Yeah. Uh, we're still talking, 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 and then Doctor says, "I've heard enough." Um, this is a simple case of melancholia. You know what melancholia is? Well, in this book, they said just going to need a drill into his skull yeah, to so, like demons out. Yes, melancholia will definitely be cured by a big hole in your head. But melancholy means to feel sad, means to have a malaise, to not feel good about the world. Mm -hmm. And so melancholia, presumably, <laughs> means that you have a, a, a chronic case of feeling sad and depressed all the time. Mm -hmm, got it. Okay, which can be cured with a drill in the head. Why? <laughs> to, let, to let all the melancholy out, obviously. It's <laughs> not a physical object. Well, do you you didn't know what melancholia even was until a few minutes ago. But it's like a disease. It's like <laughs> sadness. It's the emotion. But if I drill a hole in your head, all the sadness will come out, don't you understand? Like a ghost trap. Well, wouldn't that also mean all my other emotions go out? Well, we'll put a we'll put a little policeman in there to stop him. <laughs> Hold up a sign. <laughs> Happiness, get back in there. Sadness, come on out. There we go. All righty. So, um, so the kid doesn't think drilling into the into the dragon chicken's head is a, is a particularly good idea. He says, "Let's slow down, Doc. Before we do any bleeding, what if we try working up his confidence a bit?" So the doctor, who's all set to go go a drilling. <laughs> Fine, we'll do some life coaching first, I suppose. Um, and so we, we're doing some drills here. The next day, he says, "Ah, don't kill me! Ah, I'm coming to get John." <laughs> um. Oh, he, he oh, he went into chicken mode. He did go into chicken mode. Uh, so the kid says, "Wait, that's seriously the best you've got." Gonna eat you and all. <laughs> and he's out of breath and out of shape. He's like, oh gosh, I'm out of breath. <laughs> and the doctor's like, he only ran six meters. So yeah, they're they're trying to get his mojo working again here. I feel like that guy's more of like a very emo teenager. This this guy. Yeah, you think you think Rayburn's like an emo teenager? Yes. Rayburn the dragon? Yes. Rayburn. Okay. Rayburn the chicken dragon. Rayburn the chicken dragon. So says, let's work on something else. Can you breathe fire? No, I cannot breathe fire. I can't breathe fire. No laser beams. Laser beams. No laser beam eyes. Crummy teeth. Weak roar. And these are flightless wings. <laughs> so, so he's a penguin too? More or less. Uh, I have no skills, no talents. I'm bloody worthless. I am essentially the unmonster. Well, um, you have chicken feet and your dragon. Yeah. You, you seem like a monster. It kind of seems like a turkey after the nuclear fallout. Eh? Like, like... Like, he seems like a mutated turkey. Oh, okay. All right. Who, who throws turkeys in toxic waste, though? Well, I mean, if a nuclear bomb goes off, there would be toxic waste everywhere. Wait, does that actually happen in real life? Can I mutate? Um, if you don't die from the nuclear fire, maybe. <laughs> I can have chicken arms. All right, My so dream. here's what they decide. As So we set out on our journey, a quest for knowledge, self-confidence, and maybe some cheap monster tricks, like a big hand buzzer or a giant whoopee cushion or something. So, they are, so we are back on the road again. 
and they are traveling, 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 and then he talks about being friends with t with Tentacular. Wait, wait, how does that horse carry carry a wagon, a giant monster, and one little boy? It's a strong horse. We lost a lot of good horses that day. That's from Braveheart. Anyway, um, so we're getting to know each other here. Rayburn and the kid are talking, and they're getting to know each other. They're exchanging stories and information about each other, and we're traveling, and we're traveling, and we're traveling. Up oh, and there. What um, lies beneath the surface, Jonas? The Merc. The Merc, yes. Wait, is there like supposed to be like a bunch of Mercs, or is there only one? Well, there's only one in the book, so let's just go with that. Okay. Um, so he's kind of like a like a Sasquatch made of mud. Yeah, and hail. And hair. So he's kind of like, you know, if you if you pulled everything that was clogging up your sink or your plumbing in your toilet, and you just pulled it out and gave it eyes and a smile, that's the Merc. <laughs> Actually, it would be on my clowny face and a bunch of sharp teeth. Sure. All right. So they're going to see Tentacular here, and so because he's a monster, he I has like all kinds of signs I like how one of the signs there says R.I.P. whoever comes up. Yep, R.I.P. All who climb, um, and so they go, they go, they go, and ah, there's Tentacular roar, Noodles, it's me, it's Rayburn. He says, Rayburn, hey, <laughs> he's so happy to see him. This is where you find out that the monsters are not all just vicious, mindless beasts. That they are, uh, they are friends and they are people. Wait, and they so go to there's schools. a monster school because doesn't yes. he say there's like the school? Yeah, they, they 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 knew each other from monster school. When where is that located? Uh, Massachusetts, next to Harvard. Eh. <laughs> you asked where it was located, and I said it was. Uh, and here we have a sexy bath happening. <laughs> <laughs> just just dudes hanging out. You know. <laughs> Like you do. <laughs> um, all right. So this is all a part of trying to get Rayburn to have some confidence here. Tentacular talks to him about how he used to have a really good cannonball. And, you know. Uh, Wait, do you notice when he was walking up there on, like, another, on like another page? Can, mm -hmm. can, can you go back? Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, one more. Go back one more. Okay. See how he's like swaying in the background? <laughs> he certainly is, Ollie. <laughs> yeah. All right. So again, you know, the the step of a thousand, the uh, the trip of a thousand journey starts with the first step. And that includes building one's confidence. And so let's start with something easy, like a cannonball, make you feel better about yourself. And boom, there it is. And he makes a big splash. Yeah, that looks like a whirlpool. <laughs> and so he feels. He says, "Oh, that felt a little bit awesome." And everyone says, yay. And now we're playing on Tentacular's back. Like, dude, who wouldn't want to go sliding down a monster's back? How fun is that? Why, why didn't they get, like, I don't know, like, saying the shorts? Why did they have to wear underwear? Well, they didn't bring their bathing suits. This isn't the why. They were on they, you know, they were on a journey, and they didn't know they were going to go swimming. They could have just wear pants. Why would you wear pants in the pool? I don't know. You, get, you know, just look, clean your pants. Don't okay when you go to Nini's pool and you don't have your your bathing suit. Don't you just go in your underwear? No, no, I just go in my pants. No, you don't. <laughs> All right, so that, that's a lie. Don't lie to the people, Jonas. I will. <laughs> I must. All right, so here's where the next plot point happens, and he's in the and Tentacular says to Rayburn, "That reminds me, who do you have watching over your town while you're here? One of the retired guys, Jimmy the Gomper, and." And Raven's like, mm, not so much. And 
Tentacula says, you left your town on Monster. Are you crazy? And this is where the plot thickens once again. It says, the Merc senses these things, Rayburn. He could be on his way there right now. And so now they're on, they have a ticking clock. They've yeah. got to get back to the town before the Merc shows up and destroys everything. Um, so elsewhere, and we see that the Merc is hungry. Don't you understand? It, it, it kind and, of. And he says, wait, the Merc is real? The Merc? Yes, the Merc is very real and very dangerous. Um, and so he's real, and he's and as long as your town is unmonstered, it's a sitting duck. When the Merc is finished, all that will remain of Stoker Onavon will be a faint stain on the countryside. And then Rayburn says, what have I done? I've killed the Wabbit! No, um, <laughs> we have to get back to town. So, uh, he says, if the legends are true, we have to go, hurry. And then Tentacula says, hey, wait a minute, don't just go running off half-cocked into danger. Let's think it through. And, he, and uh, Tentacula says, I understand. Like, why does he have a pig a tail? Why does, oh, why does, uh, why does Rayburn have a pigtail? Yeah, why does he have a pigtail? I don't know, curly tails are cute. Uh. Um... Okay, that would leave you. So Tentacular's like, I'll go to your town. I think there's something else he needed to do here. Uh, I missed it in the story. But Rayburn has to go do something else. And Tentacular's like, well, you're doing that. Let me get to the town. He says, um, that would leave. And then Rayburn's like, no, but then your town will be left unmonstered. And I can't let you do that, Noodles. And he's like, my town is fine. Uh, intern Congor can watch over it for me. Hey, Congor. Yeah, boss. Hey, boss. Think you can hold down the fort for a few days? I'm on it, boss. Right, then we can leave the horse for now, and I can just uh, get us there in half the time. All right, so to the carriage. Uh, and with that, we tied our buggy to Tentacular, and we're off at alarming speeds to save our town. Dun, dun, That's dun, a dun, buggy? Dun. That's a buggy? Buggy, yes. With Tentacular at the helm, we made magnificent time. The journey which had previously taken us so long was positively flying by. When night came upon us, we were... Less than a day from our town. Um, and Tentacular's a little out of breath. He's kind of does I have to work on my cardio. Um, all right. So they have. So they spend the night uh, in camp. Oh, that's right. Now I remember what happened. Yeah. They were going together, but then um, the kid's hungry, so the doctor says, "Go eat this mushroom." And <laughs> and because because he's because he's not older than eleven, when he eats it, he gets torn into one of the right. mushrooms. So here we have, they're sharing more stories. We're learning a little bit more about the doctor and, his, and what happened to his wife and all of that. And yeah, they wake up the next day and find that the kid has turned into a mushroom like you do. So they've got to go find an ingredient to turn a kid. They turn the kid into a schmoosh room. A schmoosh room. Um, it's a really funny stuff happening here in this book. Uh, if people are interested in reading it. But anyway, now they got to split up because Rayburn has to go get the ingredient that'll turn the kid back from a mushroom into a child. Yeah. And Tentacular has to go face the Merc all by his lonesome. So that's what we're doing here. We're splitting up our heroes. Mm -hmm. All right. So, um, <laughs> do we take him with us? You mean pick him? Wouldn't that hurt? <laughs> How do we find a psycho tree anyway? Apparently, they're identified by their blood curdling streams. Yeah. Wait, it's like that one plan from Harry Potter that, like, you will die if you hear it scream. Something like that, yeah. It's been a while since I've watched Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, all right, so this is an opportunity for Rayburn to build up his courage 
he has to deal with this Venus flytrap looking tree deal here. And uh, it's very clearly people have died from it. Yes. You, you can see skulls. Uh, meanwhile, over here, we've got Tentacular. And the Merc has made it to the city. Oh no, the city is under fire from the Kaiju. The giant, you mean the giant hairball. Yeah, the giant hairball. Um, all right. And Tentacular is uh, gearing up to, for the fight. And they're trying to fit. Meanwhile, Rayburn and the Doctor are trying to figure out how to get uh, whatever it is they need off the tree here. Yeah, they needed, <laughs> they needed the flute off right. of it. And so, of course, the tree attacks Rayburn, which, I mean, now look at this picture here. Mm -hmm. Clearly, he's had his head bitten off here. Yeah. I don't know how he survives this. Those are sharp-looking teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. Um, and he's still crunching and munching, and the... Um, I don't know. Maybe his neck so strong. He, um, when it when the teeth hit it, it just is kind of it's kind of broke. Maybe he just broke. It's got very very thick skin. Yeah. Uh, and Ray's about to pull his head out. Yeah, he does. Oh, look at that. He got out of there. How did his head like bolt now? <laughs> anyway, uh, he says, "What are you talking about? I was quite literally chewed up and spit out, and came away without the fruit. You mean like this? Where did you? Well." Uh, did I knock that loose during my tussle? <laughs> I did it! See? So while the uh, plant was trying to eat him, he knocked the fruit loose with all his flailing about. Mm -hmm. So that, again, you know, his confidence is a bit built up. Um, <laughs> this is great. So they use the fruit to uh, turn him back to a little boy and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he comes out as um a, the newest plant for a zombie character. Uh, you know, it's so funny. The way that the art is in this book, mm -hmm. people older than you would know, uh, might know this. It, this is very Bloom County-esque. Mm -hmm. This looks like a Bloom County character. Anyway, it's a little boy's body with the mushroom head. <laughs> he looks so like, why must this be my life? <laughs> yeah, he's like, why me? So they finish... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> this is great. They finish turning him back, and he goes, Timmy! And they says, you're both horrible people, and I want to go home. Is that how you would feel if they turned you into a mushroom? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right, and so we go back to Tentacular and the Merc here, and uh, the Merc is just living on fear, and he loves it, and the more, the more genuinely afraid he can make people, the better off he is. And finally, we get to Tentacular versus the Merc. So, how does a giant hairball defeat a green big old hairball? I don't know. They're both really, really strong kaiju monster type people. The the mook is not a kaiju. It's a hairball. It's, it's a hairball that mutated. It's a kaiju, kaiju hairball. No, it's a mutated. No, it's a mutated hairball. Okay. So while they're punching and fighting and punching and fighting, we're back to uh, our heroes here, Rayburn, the Doctor, and the Town Crier, and they are trying to, you know, and Rayburn starts talking about this. This is important. Sure. I've made some new friends. I've reconnected with an old one. I've tested my bravery a couple of times and survived, saw some sights, got some exercise, and I don't feel like I'm alone anymore. I mean, I'm not dancing a jig, but I feel a touch better. All right. So... We've, uh, so our character here has grown. He has gone over to the second side of the arc. But he's the same size. But it's the size of his heart that counts. Don't you understand? But shouldn't it have grown? Shouldn't his neck, like, I don't know, his chest explode? 
Okay, it's not his literal heart, okay? Like when the Grinch's heart grew three times the size that day, they were talking metaphorically, not literally. But they showed an X-ray of his heart glowing. <laughs> oh, you're so concrete. Anyway, um, so we're still dealing with uh, Rayburn here. All right, and Rayburn finally saying the heroic thing. There's something I need. I need to go home and destroy the Earth. Yes, our hero's moment. So they are doing more walking. <laughs> There's a lot of walking in this book. It's like Lord of the Rings. Kaboom! Rayburn has finally made it home. Oh, I, I remember what's happening now. So he doesn't quite have the strength to take on the Merc, right? Yeah, so he basically goes into a, a hot air balloon, equipped with gum, and... Right. They use the they use the doctor's scientific experiments, that, and they kind of combine them into an Iron Man 3-esque type of jury-rigged armor. Mm -hmm. uh, they're going well, to make a weapon. It wasn't really an armor. He was... No, I'm making it... For the people who know Iron Man 3, that was a joke I made for them. But basically, yeah, he takes he takes a bunch of the scientist stuff and makes weapons out of it so that they can defeat them. Yeah, they defeat him by throwing by throwing a marbling them and mm. throwing him mud, then yep. then shooting gum at him to, to I don't So know. yes, we so so our flightless waterfowl here, <laughs> Rayburn, has taken flight in a hot air balloon like a hundred like around the world in 180 days. He's got. Uh, He's got a sack full of balloons here that he's going to launch at him, you know, airborne projectiles. And the Merc says, bring it on. Oh, he's a blizzard the whole entire time. And then uh, <laughs> they uh, they attack the Merc. Let's see here. And then they crashed into him first. And he's like, okay, uh, dump the water balloons. Go, go, go. And then it turns them into mud is what happens here. So he douses them with water balloons, and he turns the murk into uh, into mud. Mm -hmm. Oh, no! Water! It's like a little boy. Water, it's my worst enemy. Because I have to change. <laughs> That's and right. I hate changing. You must bathe. And so the murk says, this is far from over, Rayburn. You know that. Bless you. Don't you know that by now? The murk can always drag you back. And he says, uh-oh. Gum attack. So, yes, they not only turned him to mud, but then threw gum on him. Yeah. Gross. So, he can kind of, like, stick, because you mm -hmm. know what happens when you get gum in your hair. Yep. And he is made out of hair. I'm melting. Oh, for the love of... Blah. Gross. <laughs> he, he was actually the Wicked Witch of the West the whole entire time. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, And so, Rayburn's like, hey, you know, we, we did it. You know, this is for Tentacular, you big pile of up. And we have our horror moment of the show here. Where, oh, one last growl. And then, doom, he's dead. <laughs> no, no, he's alive. Um, all right. So the town, so Rayburn saved the town. And he finds that Tentacular is actually alive. He made it. Uh, he says, I thought you were dead. No, I'm not dead. Bloody well stuck, but not dead. He's stuck in a hole, don't you understand? Yeah. Um, well, he's stuck in the cave. Yeah. And so all the townspeople now love Rayburn and Tentacular, and they're so happy that he saved them from the Merc. And uh, uh, Rayburn himself, he feels good about himself, and we have a very wonderful, happy ending. Wait, wait, wait. Yes. They but you didn't leave out, like, a big part of it. Okay, so what's the big part of it that I left out? Well, at the ending, um, um, Dr. Liquid? Yeah. Um, ends up a dog, then Timothy. 
yeah, he adopts Timothy. They reinstate his license, and he can go on practicing. And hopefully, he won't turn anyone into mud or something like that. All right. So now let's go over to Rumble. Rumble was supposed to be in theaters, but you know, because we're still dealing with things related to COVID. Plus, you know, people aren't going to the movies unless it's Spider-Man uh, to really make a lot of these worthwhile. But they are trying to get these streaming services up and running. And Paramount is like a distant fourth or fifth in terms of people actually using it. They're like, we need more exclusive content. And so they pulled Rumble out of the theaters and they threw it on Paramount+. Plus. And it came out uh, almost a month ago, December 15th, 2021. It was directed by Hamish Grieve, who does not have a hyperlink. So I have no idea what else he's done. It stars Will Arnett, Geraldine Viswanathan, uh, Terry Crews, and like the best part he's ever played besides, you know, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Wait, who did he play? He was Terry Crews was tentacular. Boo! Um, Roman Reigns is in this. Uh, what? Roman what? Reigns. Roman Reigns. Yeah, I know who Roman Reigns is. He but... was like gorilla with the ram head. Oh. Um, Tony Danza is in this Becky Lynch from the WWE is in this. And then the guy who voices Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, Ben Schwartz is in this. And so mm -hmm. here's, uh, here's what happens in a world where, well, before we do that. Okay. I'm sorry. Sorry, Jonas. I'm sorry to have to do this to you, but we have to talk just briefly about something that might have made the writing for this movie just a little bit better. Don't you understand what really? that is? Yes. Okay, very bye. good. I'm just going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going? You can talk about glamour. It's only going to take me a minute. Bye. <laughs> okay. Um, for you listeners of Comic Stripped, Grammarly is offering a free download of the Grammarly software. Grammarly's AI powers help people communicate more effectively. Grammarly helps you write mistake-free on Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and nearly anywhere. <laughs> you playing in the background. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Grammarly helps write mistake-free on Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and nearly anywhere else you write on the web. Grammarly corrects hundreds of grammar, punctuation, spelling mistakes while also catching contextual errors, improving your vocabulary, and suggesting style improvements. To download Grammarly today, go to getgrammarly.com slash W2M network. Again, that's getgrammarly.com slash W2M network to download Grammarly for free. All right, back to Rumble. You going to come back and sit down now? I don't know what that was. <laughs> that looked like half of a football thing and a dance and you're making a face. Hi, welcome back to the studio. Hello. Please sit down. You look like a ghost. Sit down. <laughs> sit normal. Devil. Okay. I mean, we're it's a video show and you're not actually on the video, so suit yourself. Anywho. Um, now, in a world, in a world. <laughs> in a world where giant <laughs> monsters and humans coexist, monsters compete in a popular professional wrestling global sport known as Monster Wrestling, with each city having its own monster wrestler. After the current wrestler for the small town of Stoker, the shark-like tentacular becomes the new world champion, and he announces he no longer wants to be represent Stoker. The townspeople are later told that if they do not find a new wrestler, they will lose the town stadium and its revenue, which prompts wrestling enthusiast Winnie Coyle to search for a new monster. And they find Raven Jr., a.k.a. Steve. Yes, for a new monster to represent for her town. Winnie heads to an underground fight and finds the son of the famous late Stoker champion, Rayburn, fighting under the name Steve. Winnie interferes in the match and causes Steve to win instead of taking a dive as the underground arena employer wanted. Steve is confronted by his employer and threatened unless he can get the owner back the money she just lost. 
when he tells Steve she can help him get the money by training him to fight Tentacular. Realizing he has no other way to make the money, Steve agrees to be trained. Steve initially is uninterested in learning how to fight properly and wins his first match by evading his opponent. Steve later tells Winnie he left Stoker because everyone saw him as an extension of his father and could not live up to his name. Winnie learns Steve loves dancing. Dancing. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Macarena. <laughs> um, and decide to train. I just want to dance, Dad. Sorry. Um, and just and just trains them to use dancing moves as they progress up. You know what's funny about that? And yeah. I was thinking about this in the movie that you know it's it's purported because you know you have the um, commentator who's like dancing, dancing isn't wrestling. He can't be dancing. That's terrible. But dancing's actually a way of getting your footwork uh, up to snuff so that you become a better fighter. It's actually, people are encouraged to learn dancing when they are a professional fighters. Your breath does not smell good. Thanks, Jonas. Thank you for saying that on air for everyone to hear. You're welcome. Anyway. Anyway, did you know that dancing helps you become a better fighter? <laughs> um, no. <laughs> I don't think I did. As they progress up the league's rankings, Tentacular announces he and his agent have bought Stoker Stadium and wants to demolish it as Tentacula sees it as a reminder that he will always be compared to Rayburn. Even though Steve manages to repay his underground arena employer, he decides to help Winnie reveal his identity as Rayburn Jr. and challenges Tentacular to a match for the stadium. During the fight, Steve avoids most of the hits by Tentacular in the first round, but Tentacular encounters his dance moves in the second round. In the third round, Steve brings the fight. It is able to not only use his dance, but land several hits. Winnie tells Steve to use Tentacular's suckers, to stick him to one of the corner posts. When Steve goes in for the final move, he and Tentacular collide and are both knocked out. It's like Rocky Two all over again. Yeah, like how did that? But how did that small child just like hit his face <laughs> and was like, Ugh, "I'm dead." Because it's I don't know. I mean, that's a wrestling thing, isn't it? To get hit in the head with a chair. Yeah. Tentacular gets up first, but is too rattled to end the match. The crowd gets Steve back up by clapping and a salsa beat, and he is finally able to defeat Tentacular and save the stadium. All righty, Jonas. What did you think of Rumble? From Paramount Plus. I, I liked it. Okay, what did you like about it? I just kind of like how it's a story. I just like how... I don't know, I just really liked it. Okay. Um, did you think that... Was, was the character of Steve slash Rayburn Jr. something that you someone you identified with? You know, his struggle of not being able to live up to his father's name and so he doesn't even try until he's forced to. Did that resonate with you at all? Nope. No? You didn't, okay, so what about his story was appealing to you? I just feel like it's cool that he's like just like even though, but there's this well, there's one thing that just doesn't make sense with the whole entire story. Okay, what doesn't so make sense with the story? How has he been exercising this whole time, and he still had a giant belly? Well, he was a monster. That's just his shape. Yeah. That's he. Well, he wasn't really exercising. He was just taking dives and matches to uh, earn money for his gangster employer. So he wasn't really working out. He was he was a jabroni, a java, a ham and egger. No, I mean by through, like, the story. Like, mm -hmm. when he was, like, oh, when he was training? Yeah. I don't know, Jonas. <laughs> they decided to not draw him with abs, I guess. <laughs> okay. Why, do, why does Tentacular get the abs, but not Rayborn? 
because they wanted to make it like an underdog story. So if he's smaller and out of shape, but still beats the jacked up, you know, muscular heel character, it's more appealing for the for the audience. Okay. Um. So what did you? So did you like the other female coach character, Winnie? Um. Yes. What did you like about her? I like the idea of. Um, I I just feel she was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. And she was very perky and very uh, you know, he, up until she thought she there was no hope of saving the saving the stadium. She had a lot of energy to her. She was very positive. She was also you know the, the the nice thing about this story is that we had two characters both trying to live up to their former legacy. She's trying to be her dad. Rayburn knows he can't be his dad, so he doesn't even want to try. And they both kind of meet in the middle. She has to figure out how to be her own person, not be her dad. And she's successful when she when she does that. He, ha- um, kind of the same lesson here, he has to be his own monster and not try to be his dad. And when he does, he finds success. And that's the moral of this story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to say, as an adult watching this, this is definitely meant for kids. This did not get very good reviews. It's, I think it's one of the reasons why they pulled it um, was that there was like if Encanto is not making a lot of money, this thing isn't going to make a lot of money either. Um, so, and I think it was actually supposed to come out in January, which if you're paying attention to the movies now, a lot of stuff's getting pulled and pushed back into uh, Q2 into the spring. Wait, this, wait, not, yes. not many people actually like this movie. No, um, here, if I go to Rotten Tomatoes, I can show you, um, I'm not going to do the whole Rotten Tomatoes bit for those of you who watch Damn You Hollywood. But uh, I can show you that this did not get great reviews. People didn't, um, the professional critics didn't love it. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, see. So um, I'll put this up on the screen here yeah. so people can see it. Uh, here we go. Yeah, there we go. Um, so as you can see, this got a 38% from the critics and less and a little, little more than half, and which is still a rotten, a little more than half the people who saw it, who reviewed it on Rotten Tomatoes, regular people uh, liked it. So yeah, it's, it's got a splat and a rotten from the credit, from um, everyone who watched this. People didn't love it. Um, what do you think about that? Um... I don't agree at all. Like, oh. Is this just because it's like supposed to be made for kids? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Well, it's definitely yeah. supposed to be made for kids. Well, but that makes no sense. Why adults like it's terrible when it's not even supposed to be made from dumb? That makes sense. Why they think it's bad, but you can't be like, oh, it's too kid friendly. If it's supposed to be made, are for you making kids. the suggestion that only children should have been able to review this movie, Brie Larson? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, well, from a, from an adult who did watch it, I can see why critically it, it's not up to snuff of some of the better animated features out there, like a lot of the Pixar and Disney why? and Illumina- Illumination Tell stuff. <laughs> but, but I laughed a couple of times, and you know, as a professional wrestling fan, I thought I was wildly amused by this. This um, was, I think, co-produced by WWE Studios. They clearly had an influence on the script. They had two really big time wrestlers in it, so obviously they had some input. Um, you know, and from that aspect, I was enjoying it. The, uh, the idea of like monsters as professional wrestlers and they were doing promos and stuff like that. Uh, I liked the, the commentary guy was really funny. I thought he was the best part of the movie, you know, just him getting aggravated that, that Rayburn was dancing. And it was like, you can't dance. This is wrestling. No dancing in wrestling. 
Uh, clearly, he clearly they forgot about Fandango. Um, I I really enjoyed um um at the beginning of the movie when you sold um Tentacle Fight um King Doge. Mm-hmm. Oh, King Gorge. Yeah, Gorge. Yeah, well, you liked it because he looked like a dog, right? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was actually just like, I, um, I'm not cheering for Tentacle. I want the Doge. I want the dog. I want the dog boy to win. That's because you like dogs. Um, woof, woof. But, but I, and that's the other thing is the animation in this was actually pretty cool, pretty fun, pretty uh, pretty crisp. You know the. <laughs> The different monsters are probably, in terms of the animation, were probably the biggest draw of this thing. They had some pretty fun-looking, colorful monsters in it. Yeah, like the one super fast monster. Yeah, the Lucha Leon. Mm -hmm, yeah. <laughs> which was a which was a lizard with a lucha mask on. So that was cute. Uh, Roman Reigns' gorilla ram character yeah. was pretty cool looking. Even like the vil a lot of the villain type characters were all very colorful. Like tentacle. Tentacular. Yes. I, I, I have to say, Terry Terry, Terry Crews probably has the best role in this entire thing. Like, you know, Terry Crews was really, really fun as the president in Idiocracy, and he's pulling kind of from that level of um, overacting to pull off Tentacular, and he does a great job of it. He actually has a fair degree of menace in the movie while still being very, very fun uh, heel-type wrestling character. You can barely hear Tony Danza. Tony Danza plays his coach, and he has one line that, that I... That, was mildly amusing to me as a longtime wrestling fan. He's like, "Yeah, I got to go wherever Tentacular goes when Tentacular like leaves town. Um, he goes goes to the next town over." By the way, that was a total heel move, right? He's like, and, "You know, like, I'm glad I won the title here, but this two bit town, I can't stay here and be a star. I got to go somewhere. I got to go to the big time." And I laughed because if you're a longtime wrestling fan, that is totally a thing that happens. Is that people? win a belt in, you know, in their current company, and then the next day they show up in another company, like Nitro. People who are listening to this got, got that. I'm, yeah, <laughs> I, I understand it. Just like, I can't leave in this dumb city. People are like, people are like bad whistles. I have to go to a bigger city. So the whole concept of dancing as a way to counter uh, strict fighting, did you think that was a fun uh, aspect of the script? Um, Yes, but it was really random. Why, why did you think it was random? Well, there was nothing. This this movie has like nothing to do with dancing. Like, is this, this movie really? It, it just feels random. Like, a monster in hell. That was a thing. Mm -hmm. Well, that that's the last thing I want to talk about before we close up for the for this. We've been at this for almost an hour now, yeah. so we should probably bring it to a close. But there's one last thing I want to talk about, and that is so. You know, obviously, Monster on a Hill, as we said, is the basis for the story, but they, they really went their own way with it. In Monster on a Hill, the idea is that there's these monsters that terrorize the town for fun and profit, but they're really there to make sure the Merc stays away. Yeah. This was, you know, they took the barest of bare bones of Monster on a Hill and used it for Rumble. So did you think it was, did you, would you have liked to have seen a more stricter uh staying closer to the story of monster on a hill or were you like what you know that they kind of took some aspects of it but made their own story out of it for rumble well i did love rumble mm -hmm. you did love rumble yeah yeah mm -hmm. but i wish they kind of but you no know, it would it would also be fun if they made either either a a Monster on the Hill movie basically like a stricter adaptation yeah, of Monster on a Hill the same exact story right that's what I was asking it's like I think I think the actual bones of Monster on a Hill would have made for a good like animated feature 
But you're right. Um, I think taking some aspects of it and making it into like a pro wrestling story, you know, a story about finding one's true self, their identity, uh, it was also fun. So there's room, I think, in this world for another version of Monster on the Hill. We'll see what happens with it. Uh, So, you you know, you're a child. Yeah. 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 I'm very much a child. Yep, you're, got, you're almost I, eight I years old. I definitely am not secretly just a 20-year-old. You're right. Okay, you're not like a midget or anything, yeah? yeah um, you're not like a 40-year-old midget? Yeah, definitely, <laughs> okay. definitely. Are you a dragon chicken? <laughs> Perfect. Let me ask you a question. When you go to school on Monday, you're going to tell your peers, you're going to tell your friends, your cohorts, that they should see Rumble, or would you tell them to stay away from this movie, It Smells Funny Tonight? Stay away from the tuna. It smells funny tonight. Yeah. Anyway, um, the question was, would you tell people to go see this movie, or would you tell them, eh, skip it? Um, tell them to go see it. And you would tell them to go see it because, in one single solitary sentence? Because it's a good movie. <laughs> Sounds great. All right, folks, before we go, Jonas, what kind of music are you listening to these days? So, is this an, so I'm guessing this is a, a, um, a, um, was it a sponsor for Amazon Music? It is, Jonas. It is a plug for Amazon Music Unlimited. How did you guess? Because you said music and you took out your thing, <laughs> My pad yes. to write down the time for this yes. in case Amazon checks on us. Well, Jonas, what are you listening to these days? Uh, nothing. No, Jonas, what? what's your favorite band? Dennis, did you like Rage Against when I was playing Rage Against the Machine for you? Um, yes. Okay, from the Matrix movie? Yes. Yep. Did you know where um, you can find? Do you know where you can find Wake Up by Rage Against the Machine? Um, by watching Matrix. Okay, where else could you go to listen to it if you didn't want to watch the movie? Um, Spotify. No. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> You're going to get it demonetized. <laughs> That's right, Jonas. Amazon Music Unlimited. For a free 30-day trial of Amazon Music Unlimited, head to getamazonmusic.com slash W2M Network. Make sure you complete the sign-up process um, after you've clicked the link. You'll get your free 30 days. You can stream all the Rage Against the Machine or Anna Managuchi or Baby Metal or Bandmate or any other cultish Japanese music band people are obsessing over on YouTube these days. And, <laughs> and then uh, you can... After the 30 days is up, you can keep the service and continue to pay the monthly fee or cancel it. No fuss, no muss. Here, you're back, get back on camera. Now. Hi. <laughs> All right. Um, so what are you doing these days? What are you doing on your what are you doing on your podcast? Uh, uh, <laughs> you, you know you don't have a podcast? Everyone has a podcast, Jonas. I can name like 10 people. Tom my head that go on podcast. Everybody on Earth has a, there are over seven hundred billion people on this planet and they all have a podcast. They all have a video show on YouTube. They're all doing band they're all doing reactions to bandmade. <laughs> okay. You may not be one hundred percent correct on that. <laughs> you just may not. All right. Well, anyway, um we have a re-airing today of our Hotel Transylvania 2. Um, podcast from a few years ago when that came out. That's up on the site now. Last night, me and David Wright reviewed Lost in Space Season 3. We had a great time with that. What is Lost in Space? Um, you know the Swiss Family Robinson? Kind of. Okay, well, it's the Swiss Family Robinson, but instead of being stuck on an island, they're they're lost in space. And they have to get to Alpha Centauri. Yeah, I really don't know what that is. It's amazing. 
myself, Evan Bevins, and Ronnie Adams of the Screaming Boy podcast. We uh, reviewed Prisoners of the Ghostland, Shadows in the Cloud, and Out of Death, starring a very elderly and tired Bruce Willis. Speaking of my snarky comments about Bandmade, we reviewed Bandmade, and many of you saw it, and a lot of you left comments and did not love what I had to say about it, even though I said it was really, really good. Anyway, um, check out our review of that. That's Bandmade Unseen World on the Metal Hammer of Doom. Uh, Tuesday, we reviewed WWE Day One. Dun, dun, dun. Day One. Uh, uh, day One. <laughs> um, and then we also reviewed Don't Look Up and Being the Ricardos. Oh, wait, wait, I just looked up. What happens then? Uh, there's a comet that's going to hit the earth and kill everybody. That's what Don't Look Up is about. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> um, on Monday, speaking of cars, myself and Sean Comer did a triple feature for Titan, El Camino, and Christine. The strawberry girl, Christine. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jesse Starcher did a roundtable for Spider-Man No Way Home with uh, Benjamin J. Cologne. Evan Bevins, and David Wright. And then uh, myself and the aforementioned Jason Teasley, who has been gracious enough to join us here on Twitch, we mean him finished up our review of You Season 3. Next week, we've got a whole lot of stuff leading up to Scream 5. We've got, uh, starting with Jesse and Evan Bevins reviewing Chip Zdarsky's volume, first volume of Daredevil, No Fear. And then David Wright and I will be reviewing Cobra Kai, but we'll also have a re-airing of our Long Road to Ruin on Scream. That includes uh, Scream 1 and 2. And then the next day, we'll uh, we'll finish that up with Scream 3 and 4, plus a, re a uh, review of the 355, which, if you're an 11-year-old feminist, was really, really good, but everyone else will probably think it'll suck. On Wednesday, we've got a review of AEW Battle of the Belts. Hey, I was on... Another podcast, someone else's. I was on movies that don't suck and two that do, and some that do. I did their best of the year show. Well, uh, I believe it's Neil will be coming on from that show with me and Chris Bailey to review AEW Battle of the Belts. And then um, we're back to non cultish music on the Metal Hammer of Doom. We're going to review Volbeat, Servant of the Mind. Uh, on Thursday, allegedly, we'll be reviewing Hit Monkey from Hulu and The Witcher season two. And then we'll have an Everybody Loves a Bad Guy for Freddy Krueger from years past that Robert did. And um, Robert actually had a did a show a couple of years ago uh, when Wes Craven passed away. We did a tribute to him. So again, with Scream being out, we're looking at all things Wes Craven, starting with uh, Everyone Loves a Bad Guy, Freddy Krueger, and on our Wes Craven tribute show. So that's all coming up on the uh, Rattlers and Broadcasting Network. Jonas, what do you want to say to the... Meh. <laughs> what do you want to say to the people? Uh, hello. We're going to say goodbye. How about we say goodbye? Bye. You want to do the, you, what, what about my outro? You want to do the outro? Yes. Go ahead. Bye. No, it's not, no, it's not bye like you're a dying cat. It's be <laughs> well, be safe, and behave. Be, be safe and behave. Perfect.